Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday, or at least it was a happy Tuesday, until 10 minutes ago when Claudia and I just wrapped the first story, having so much fun, laughing out loud. Claudia's computer freezes and we lose the whole episode. So now we are starting from the top, which is probably my least favorite thing ever but we have so much to talk about and so much to say that it's worth doing it all over again no but there are some episodes where I just don't feel like I'm doing my best and I'm like you know what if this whole thing freezes right now and we have to start over like I won't care but it only happens on the days we were being so funny our banter was on fleek like of course we're making points left right and center points points and then, points boom right and so- we had covered so much groundwork already like we had so many housekeeping announcements like We had just done the work and now we were like 35 minutes in. But you know what? With every challenge comes a new opportunity. Very, very true. So we're going to give you guys everything that we've got. And it really is a great show because we have a lot to talk about today. We've got the Fast Five. Claudia has content, content, content. What did you watch yesterday? What will you be adding to the TV recap today? So we're going to change things up because we've got a couple housekeeping announcements. You know, every Tuesday we do our Dear Toasters. We're going to move that to tomorrow just because today is such a big day already and Jackie has an important doctor's appointment and we just can't have you be late for Elsie. That would be hella disrespectful of us. So disrespectful. He would not stand for it. He would not. But yesterday in my bedroom that I'm like staying at in Brian's house, I did find a TV that I didn't know was in the room. And so I really spent all day fully invested in content. I did catch up on Euphoria. I would like to do a mini TV recap with that. I also did start the new season of Drag Race and the new season of Summer House. Both of those I'm not fully caught up on, but I do want to give my initial thoughts on the two shows. Two great shows, two shows that I would like to add into the rotation. So we're going to do a mini TV recap today. Push Dear Toasters until tomorrow. And what's even more exciting is Jackie and I have decided to add a new segment to our show. You know, we do the same show. We're very, we're very templated. Like we do the same show. There's, you know, we're consistent, but we've decided to change things up one episode a week and that's going to be on Mondays, correct? It's going to be on Mondays. The new segment, which was an idea from a toaster named Kat. So I just want to say to Kat, thank you so much. We get so many unsolicited ideas, advice for the show, like in our DMs. And I saw this one and I was like, I sent it to Claudia. I was like, yes, yes, yes. 
The new segment is going to be called Unburden Yourself. We will air it on Mondays so that you guys can share your embarrassing stories, whatever is weighing on you. You want to let it off your chest. I imagine a lot of it will come from some weekend antics. And on Mondays, we're going to unburden ourselves and we are going to share these stories, let you get that off your chest. And for anyone who's like listening at home, who's also having a moral hangover and a ton of anxiety, I think it will make everyone feel, you know, a little less embarrassed it's a safe space for you to just unburden yourselves and so if you want to submit it's going to be unburden yourselves at gmail.com again totally anonymous just like to your toasters we'll never out you but i do think it will be immensely helpful not only for you to again unburden yourself but for all of us you know we can laugh at it move on from it and officially unburden so unburden yourselves at gmail.com Always anonymous. Anything awkward that happened to you on the weekend, come Monday morning, we're washing our hands. We are letting it go. We are moving on. Yes, because once you, we can laugh about something, it can no longer hurt you. We've seen this numerous times with Claudia's Falls. And I think every time you come mm-hmm. on, every time you fall, and then every time you come on and tell us about it, like, I do think some of the pain lifts. And I just want to be that for others as well. And I think we can all come together. Even Toast Secrets, it just goes to show you, like, People do some crazy stuff, some embarrassing things, you know, some things that just like when you think about you actually like make a face, like a cringe face. Grimace. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is the worst. I could have like that stays yeah. with you for like years. Like I'll think of something that I did like a year ago and I'm like, like, ooh. But I can tell you firsthand, it does make a world of difference to talk about it. Like, it really does. So I think Monday mornings are going to be a very important show for us moving forward. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. So make sure you email us, unburdenyourselves at gmail.com. Other than that, it was business as usual. I spent my day yesterday reading the book for the Redheads, Ghosts of Gotham by Craig mm-hmm. Schaefer. And it is so disturbing. And I had no idea that it was going to be like this violent and gory. Mm. And because this book came recommended from not our usual like Goodreads lists of like, here's what you should read next. I don't think anyone in the Redheads community had read it. And so there's no trigger warning, even though I guess the warning would just be like immense violence. And Mm -hmm. it's been a lot, it's been a lot to digest. So I didn't turn my TV on yesterday. I've just been reading for the Redheads. New episode shops Thursday. But the good thing about having like a crazy book is the episode pops off because you Mm want to know what the Snatchler was thinking when she read this book. So beyond curious for what the, the counselor has to say. The more controversial the book, the better the episode. Therefore, I'm really excited to record with the girls, put out the episode Thursday. As always, email your questions about the book to the Redheads Book Club at gmail.com. And remember, it's never too late to become a redhead. Oh, that's a good point because I was actually going to ask, do you think it's possible for someone to be too late, you know, to the Redheads community? No, it's not. And the beauty of the Redheads is like it's there. All the content is extremely evergreen. So you can choose any book from the last two years. We're coming up on our two year anniversary of Redheads. And it'll feel totally afresh. So even if this month's book's not for you, take a look at our catalog. We have plenty of genres. I think the only genre we haven't done yet so far is nonfiction. And I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Oh, no, we did. Uh, Not we real? Wa- no, yeah, nonfiction. My book. Oh, your book, and um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. Never mind, I take it back. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, that's good to know because I actually did think for a minute that it might be too late for someone to become a redhead. So I'm really, really, I'm relieved to know that it's not. So now you're out of excuses. I really would like for you literally to, to read a book from the redheads and listen to an episode. Why haven't you done that? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just, I have such a weird reading schedule, and I can't explain why. Like, I just, I haven't, but I really should. Yeah. And you've also read some of our books, like Nothing to See Here, Before Have We I? Were Strangers. Oh, yeah. Oh, she just listened to the episode. Duh. Yeah. Well, now it's a little late. So pick one other book and, and Why? join. It's never too late, I thought. I thought it's never too late, Jackie. <laughs> you got me gotcha. there. You got me good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, speaking of content, yesterday we posted our fifth and final episode on Patreon for the month of January. And it's a hit. It's a vlog of... um. Our journey over the weekend at our Parks Casino show. Counselor really took a lot of the footage. So did I. And then we showed you guys a little behind the scenes of what went down at Brian's farm. We got a nice little cameo from his brand new miniature horse named Ginger Kelly, who was um, Brian rescued this miniature horse. It's actually a really sad story. So Ginger is like 12 or 13 years old. And up until recently, she was like stuck in like a residential home, living in the home, eating dog food. So obviously when... When Brian heard about that, he rescued Ginger, and now she's living her best life on this, like, crazy-ass farm. I did not know that story. I'm, like, I'm heartsick It's over so that. sad. That is so sad. Yeah, I, you know, it's like pe- people, like, domesticate pets that, like, they can't, you know, yeah. and they, they don't understand, like, the, the responsibility. So I do believe that's what happened with Ginger. Damn. I love the vlog because I felt like I was actually there. I feel like I was a fly on the wall of your weekend and FOMO has abated, but also Brew loved the vlog because he fell in love with Ginger Spice. He was just like mm. wanting to go into my computer. Plus I now have this new big computer with the big screen. So he was like snout to the lens. It was really, really Aww. cute. The vlog was really enjoyable and you can head over to patreon.com slash morning toast. Also a bit of housekeeping news that didn't make the previous episode. So maybe this is the reason why. We're supposed to be doing it again. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm going on maternity leave soon, of course. But oh yeah, what are you doing that? Um. So my last show will be February 11th, I believe. But you know, anything could happen. So you never right if you go into like labor. Yeah. Yeah. So. But Patreon, there will still be five episodes for the month of February on Patreon. So if you're missing us, I would say head over to patreon.com slash morning toast where you'll get new content. You'll have the old content to get you through the one month off. I'll be off. Well, the show will be off completely for one month and then we'll be coming back. um, But it will be different every day based on my availability. Claudia will have co-hosts. There's just going to be a lot going on, which that part you guys knew. But um February 11th would be my last show. And it's February 1st today, which is so crazy. crazy. So crazy. So I crazy. just want to say the toasters have been incredibly, obviously, like, you are entitled to a maternity leave. But it's just weird when, like, you are a podcaster and, like, you pod. It's it's uncharted territory. So I just want to say the, po- the, the toasters have been extremely supportive of you, like, taking as much time as you need. You know I support you. If you don't want to come back for, like, another week, I will hold it down. You have – I cannot believe you're still podcasting. Like, literally, if that was me, I would have been tapped out, like, four months ago. You're literally <laughs> a hero. Thank you. I mean, my plan is to take it like day by day and see how I feel and not put too much pressure on myself. But we obviously like had to make decisions for the planning of the show. And so that's the plan right now. But um, 
I, I mean, I hope I'm so excited to be able to come back and, and share, but I don't know what I'll be feeling and doing. So everything is in right. flux, but then we'll take af- it day by day after the one month off, there will be shows with or without me is the plan. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, you take as much time as you need. Thank you. Thank you very much. So now I guess with further ado, I think we covered everything that we had covered the first time. And with, I feel with further ado. Without further ado, because we've been making much ado about nothing. With. Did I? Much Good. ado. Do-da-do. Good thing this oh, speaking is recorded. Do-da-do made it out to speaking the farm. Yes, yesterday Theo made his way up to Pennsylvania. He's finally here. I can relax. He's having the best time. He's literally sitting right on the couch next to me. For some reason, does Bruno do this? Like, he's obsessed with sleeping in my suitcase. Oh, no. Bruno's not done that. That is not done. It's so cute. I mean, last time we went to dinner for like an hour, I came back. Theo was passed out in my suitcase. Like, he only really does it when we're not away from home, which I think makes a lot of sense because he smells like the house and he just, he doesn't want us, he doesn't want to get left behind. Damn, that's really cute. Do just, doing do things. You absolutely love to see it. He's doing the damn thing. Yeah. He's doing this. If I weren't doing this. Also, I'm so glad to see that you have all of your favorite boys surrounding you. You have Do, you have the spooky, scary skeletons, which are always a pleasure for the YouTubers. Like, how those boys live rent-free in my mind, you can't even know. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Yeah, you want to know why I actually realized why I've been wearing these so much on the podcast? Is because ever since we went remote because of COVID, I have been traveling actually quite a bit and I've been podcasting from all over this great nation and with tour. And I always pack one pair of pajamas with me on tour and usually it is the pair that I'm currently wearing. So it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I think I need to um, seek out like a, a custom... like dressmaker get me one and have them make me a pair of those pajamas because the joy that they bring me when I see them on you like I could be wearing them all the time and have that same joy so actually at the meet and greet um in DC a toaster was like I got the spooky scary skeletons and they didn't come in time but I was planning on wearing them to the show and I'm like (laughs) where the fuck did you find them you know where she found them Poshmark (gasps) wow Oh my god, that's so smart. That if someone comes to your show in spooky, scary skeletons, that would be the most iconic thing I ever saw. I would have to cancel the show. I would be too overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I would be shook. Well, now I think without further ado, we can jump right in because we have a lot to discuss today. Are we have a whole wide range array of stories, and I'm looking forward to getting your take mm-hmm. on all of them. So, without I'm further ado. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Imperfect Foods. Here's a cringeworthy statistic to start off 2022. Each year, 35% of the food supply goes unsold or uneaten in the U.S. But Imperfect Foods is working to turn this around by sourcing foods that would otherwise fall through the cracks of our food system. So Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service and they offer an entire line of sustainable groceries. They taste delicious and they reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in food. So getting groceries delivered is just like something I'm very passionate about. And Imperfect (laughs) Foods is, in my opinion, one of the greatest companies out there because not only do they package and deliver your food so luxuriously but they're also doing great work for the environment like there's no reason that our country should have so much food waste and imperfect foods is really working towards fixing that and what i love about it 
because I just hate having like stuff in my apartment. I can't explain it. Um, they have they have guilt free packaging. So they're the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after every order. So you're not stuck with a tons of wasteful like styrofoam and cardboard, but they also just help you send it back. So it's like my apartment's too small. Like I don't have space for all this packaging. So sending it back. I've never seen a company do that. I love it. I love just getting food delivered to my home and there's no reason not to use Imperfect Foods. They're offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com. And the promo code is TMT, as in the Morning Toast acronym. Again, 20% off your first four orders, which is an up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com. And the offer code when you type in is TMT to get that 20% off. Join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use code TMT. And today's episode is also brought to you by Best Fiends, a mobile puzzle game that anyone can download and play. Whether you have a few minutes or a few hours, Best Fiends is the perfect puzzle game to lose yourself in because you're having so much fun. So I'm not even embarrassed to say I'm on like level 400 of Best Fiends because I travel a lot. So I'm always like in airports and I just I love to do something stimulating. And these puzzles are very intellectually stimulating. It's important if you're going to – and also it's fun. It's important. And it's nice to get some brain activity, some exercise for your noggin and have a good time. And the game is just like so cute. Like they have all these cute little characters and they help you solve the the puzzles. And the more you play, the more characters you get. Um, So they get new characters and challenging puzzles added all the time. And they have thousands of levels. So like you could really play until – until it's time to go to bed. Um, download Best Fiends for free today on the App Store or Google Play. And that's friends without the R. So Best Fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S. And I just feel like when it comes to phone games, I am a source who can be trusted. Um, I and I think we've learned that over the past couple weeks. I agree completely. Thank you for that, Claudia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was wow. a pleasure. Okay, there we go. Phew. The world is, the universe is balanced again. I don't know if you added this as a story. I'm sure you didn't because, like, I don't know if anyone really cares. But do you know that the New York Times yes, purchased Wordle? Yes, it's a story. Wordle? It's a story. Of course we okay, care. Okay. We talk about Wordle okay. every single day. And now Wordle's in the news. Of course we care. So many thoughts. So many questions. Okay. Okay. It's the fifth story, though. So you're going to have to wait a while. I guess I could have just bumped it to number It'll one. It'll be a bit. But, but it's not that no. big of news. No. The big news, though, from yesterday um, was that Whoopi Goldberg caused chaos on ABC's The View on Monday when she insisted that the Holocaust was, quote, not about race, while discussing a Tennessee school district's recent ban of the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel Mouse about a Holocaust survivor, Whoopi argued that the genocide was broader than a race-based injustice. She said, quote, the Holocaust isn't about race. No, it's not about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man. Other View co-hosts were quick to disagree. Anna Navarro said, well, it's about white supremacy. That's what it's about. It's about going after Jews and gypsies. Whoopi retorted, but these are two groups of white people. You're missing the point. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's, it's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white because black, white, Jews, Italians, everybody eats each other. I just think it's important to note that there are other races like Jude. Like I actually think a lot of people don't know this is that Judaism is a race. Like it's a part of your DNA. That's why it comes up in your 23 and me. Like it is, it is a race. So that's obviously a, an extremely incorrect statement on Whoopi's behalf, which is disappointing to say the least, but I'm also just completely unclear on what the point she was trying to make was. Okay. So it's not about race, which is incorrect, but so what is it about? 
She's I, saying I, I watched a, the video like many times. I watched it a few times too, like trying to understand like what point is she even trying to make? Um, it's and rather, failing. It's ra- and failing to make. It's rather confusing. I mean, obviously the Holocaust is all about race, and that's just like baseline Holocaust knowledge like the Aryan knowledge. race you know right. like that's- and I feel like Hitler would have would have admitted it too like he says yes gypsies uh Jews and the black community the, he they were all considered inferior races right to Hitler's crew of you know blonde-eyed bl- blonde hair blue-eyed Aryans you yeah, know there are direct quotes that's from why the like, whole thing happened he's like don't get it twisted this is about you know a superior race so obviously like just he his, wanted to be clear on his motives this he was is very clear clearly very factually inaccurate I think some of the other women like tried to chime in and clear it up but I don't think that they really even have the resources or knowledge to explain to Whoopi how wrong that she was so I mean I hope that today on the show or at least this week on the show they bring in an actual expert to clear this up because like there are people who are watching this who are like oh yeah no it's well first of all holocaust education is just like in the tank right now but also there might be people who are like no it's not about race it was about religion this is a religion so I hope that they you know on the same platform where they shared this fallacy they clear it up and explain right. one why it was about race and two why it's really damaging to the Jewish community to like kind of write them out of the Holocaust. Um, yeah, and you know what? Like I, I love Whoopi Goldberg. Like I feel like I've I've loved her for a long time and I've like respected her for a long time. Um, and of course, like if you know she misspoke. And she didn't really understand what she was saying. Like, who better than me understands that? I do. So I I think that this is actually, especially given that we're living in a time where, you know, anti-Semitism is at an all-time high and there's just so much misinformation. Like, people thinking, like, Jews are responsible for COVID and that the Jews got better vaccines than everyone else. Like, it's moronic. So I just think it's, like, a dangerous thing to say and not course correct. And I just do think, selfishly, I would love this to be some sort of teachable moment where, you know, a Holocaust survivor could come. I just think there's never going to be enough Holocaust education. So if this is something that spurs a Holocaust education week on The View, then I'm here for it. I am. Yeah. And it's but clearly- that's pending. Whoopi thinks what she said was incorrect. So, I don't know if she does. Since yesterday, yesterday she put out um, an apology. She said on today's show, I said the Holocaust is not about race, but about man's inhumanity to man. I should have said that it's about both. So the apology was uh, weak, honestly. But then she also went on Stephen Colbert last night to promote her new Lifetime movie. And this came up um, as part of the conversation. And she said, quote, Obviously. As a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. She um, concluded saying, don't write me anymore. I get it. I'm going to take your word for it and never bring it up again. Which I mean, I want to watch oh, the no, whole clip. That's not the lesson. <laughs> that's not that's the lesson. Not the lesson. I I just read like quotes of the interview, and I I do want to watch the whole clip for context. But that's not the lesson here. Yeah, I do want to watch the whole clip for tone because when you read it, it sounded hella condescending. But maybe right. she said it differently. Yeah, she said um, a lo- she said a lot. Yeah, she also no. said it upset a lot of people, which was never ever my intention. People were very angry and said, "No, we are a race." And I understand. I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me. I don't want to fake apologize. I am very upset that people misunderstood what I was saying, and because of it, they are saying I'm anti-Semitic and denying the Holocaust and all these things that would never occur to me. I thought we were having a discussion okay, about race, I don't which think- everyone is having. I don't think. 
I, think I don't think she, she's a Holocaust denier. Like that's that's a jump. No, but I think she's mis she's misunderstanding here. I don't think it was the viewers who misunderstood. I think she's misunderstanding the Holocaust. And if the viewers did misunderstand, it's because she made a bizarre point in a very unclear way. Like, I still am not sure what exactly she was trying to say. So I don't think it's really on us for misunderstanding. I do think it's on her for misspeaking. Um, And this is just like, you know what? Like, I really, I do love Whoopi Goldberg. Like, I would really hope for this to be an, like, not that, not to make an example out of it, but just to have it be now brought to a platform where we're all talking about the Holocaust. Like, that's always, in my opinion, a great thing, no matter how we got there. Totally. And to have it be a learning moment. I mean, The View is meant to be, like, a news information show. So This shouldn't be happening on The View. Yeah. No, it shouldn't be happening, but it it happened yesterday. And I think that they should bring Mm -hmm. someone on to explain to the viewers, because there are a lot of people at home who are left feeling confused over this and I think it could make for a really good powerful conversation so I hope that they do that we'll see what they do today on the show I mean her comments from Stephen Colbert make me feel like it's like the book is closed here but I do think considering she made the the statements on the show that any sort of like she has to clear it up should just happen on the show and I think it would benefit the Everyone. Everyone. I think it would benefit everyone. I think everyone would get something out of it. Also, it was so crazy to watch the clip because the Chaos. producers started to like play music to sort of like play her off, so to help her dislodge her foot from her mouth, and she could not Jackie? stop talking. <laughs> I they were playing music so loud, I literally thought my Spotify started playing. So I'm like, why is there music playing over people's voices? And then I realized like they were trying to help her help herself and Mm -hmm. she couldn't she just didn't stop she couldn't she did not stop it was so effort I was confused too at first I was like what is this music and I've seen a lot of clips from the view and I've never really seen that that, uh, like bad long Oscar speech playoff um tactic in that capacity I don't watch it all the time so maybe they do that all the time but it was like it was painful yeah, and I just want to say, I think every, race is like a huge topic of conversation. And I think that a lot of people look and perceive race based on their own experience. So obviously, Whoopi as a black woman would have a totally different opinion and experience on race. And so while I understand that, I just do think it's a really small-minded way of living. Yeah, and that's, also... That's one, where I disagree with her. Of, of looking at the world and two, of looking through history and, you know only seeing history through the lens of how we live today. I think, you know, the, these women need a history lesson. Yeah, it was, you know, it was no bueno. But you know what? I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's see what happens today. Let's see what we'll be saying tomorrow. I'm hopeful that there's an opportunity here. I really am. Well, I haven't, like, until this is, opportunity is squandered, I, I really think that they can do a lot with their platform. Well, now that Whoopi is in the news as it pertains to the Jewish community, there is um, a lot of people talking about her name. Mm-hmm. I did not realize. I mean, so, maybe I did, but I think if you asked me yesterday before this, I would have thought I would have said Whoopi Goldberg's her real name. I thought it was her real name. And you would have thought she was Jewish. And I would I think I would have thought I thought she was Jewish. Yeah, I think so. So I actually um I recently found out that her name is not really born Whoopi Goldberg and that she's not Jewish. But up until that point, I did think she was Jewish, too. And now that people are just talking about Whoopi Goldberg, um, there 
I'm not entirely sure when the name change and how the name change came to be. But, you know, people on TikTok, which means nothing, by the way, but a lot of people are saying she was breaking into Hollywood and changed her name to sound more Jewish so that she would have more success, which um, just sit right with me, like, at all. Um, But I don't know if that's the case, but that's like, that is like what a lot of people believe. I don't know if she's really ever spoken about it, but... Her name is not Whoopi Goldberg, and she is not Jewish. No, which was a shock to learn, and now learning, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty bizarre. And also, like, if you want to appropriate Jewish culture, like, at least learn the history and, and share facts and don't, like, diminish sure, Jewish sure. trauma and our experience throughout history. That's the baseline. Yeah, we welcome everyone. We welcome everyone. You want to be Jewish, change your name? Sure, 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 come. Just, we um, we talk about the Holocaust, and we believe it was about race. No, but uh, we don't believe it was about race, but also— it was. Um, she did. It sounds like she converted. If you want to be Jewish, come be Jewish. She just changed her name. No, I know. I was putting like a nice spin on it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But again, I don't know that for, for for a fact that that was the reason why she changed it. So I'm not gonna. It's all alleged. Okay. Yeah. No. But I I, I saw the same thing, and I'm not on TikTok. So. Yeah. What other reason is there? Makes you think. Yeah, Goldberg. Yeah. That's like the most Jewish name on the planet. I mean, that's what they named the TV show, the Goldbergs. Like, right. It's like quintessential Judaism name. It's right. very like historic and rooted in ancest- Jewish ancestry. Right. So just get the ancestry part right. Makes you think. It does make you think. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep you posted on any um, developments and if they do anything on the show today to sort of remedy this messy situation and also just underscores the importance of holocaust education in schools and that the book mouse should definitely Mm -hmm. not be banned should never have been banned yeah yeah okay next i read it when i was little yeah no it's it's a very powerful book for kids if people don't know it's a graphic novel and it tells the story of the holocaust but using animals and it's It's like a a comic book yeah yeah graphic novel and it's a easy way for kids to, you know, understand and, and learn about the Holocaust. The atrocities. I mean, yeah, no, it's very um, powerful. Our next story It's like is, um, the oh, movie A Beautiful Life. I've not seen it. What? No, I don't think I've seen that movie. Jackie, you have to see it. It's like, it, do you know what it's about? Which one is that? Is that the one with... Um, it's like a French film um, about this Jewish father and son during the Holocaust and how the father literally makes the whole Holocaust for his son out to be like a video game, not a video game, like a game. And he's like, we have to run away from. And it's like the watching this young Jewish boy's lens of the Holocaust, but through his like, like the game, his father set it out to be. And it's like, it's really sad. Wow. No, I, I haven't seen that. It's a good if, – if you're looking to educate yourself on the Holocaust, that – I wouldn't start with that one, but it's a good one. Yeah. There's a lot of books, movies, resources. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely check them out. Our next story, other big news of the day. Tom Brady has officially retired from football after 22 legendary seasons. Tom Brady announced his 
uh, retirement this morning, even though there was speculation all weekend and like official reports that he retired, even though he hadn't said anything, but now he said something. He said, I've always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about the game. There's a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time for me to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Okay, I just want to say, like, someone playing professional sports for 22 years is so impressive. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as an athlete, you don't have such a long shelf life for a career because, you know, you get older and injuries. So anyone who can sustain 22 years in the NFL, like, has my utmost respect. But I do wonder, like, why he didn't retire last year. Because, you know, to go out on top, like, you're, you know, you're one of the oldest players in the league and you still got the Super Bowl. What a way to go out. Um, and to, you know, the next year, like, if I were him, like, I would have waited and won one more Super Bowl and then retired. I guess so, yeah. It might have been, like, buttoned up nicer if he went out on top. But, like, he is still going out on top and... It's oh, it's crazy. There's been so much speculation about him retiring for so long, and like now the day is here. But I feel like also, I mean, I'm sure he's retiring and staying retired. But I do, don't you feel like people go into retirement and then come out all the time? Well, well, his crew of friends, yeah, like Gronk went into retirement, and then Tom Brady was like, "Let's do it one more time," and he just came back out for two seasons. I don't know if this means that Gronk is gonna go back into retirement. Also, I have to assume. Oh, I yeah, I don't know. But I this is huge, like, sports news, and I agree. 22 years is incredible. He is the GOAT, as they say. And it's – it's I was over – I was in my room, and Zach was watching sports news on the couch, so I heard some stuff that they were saying. And they were talking about how, like, the game is changing, and it's kind of like a young man's game now, and then this is really the time for Tom Brady to go. And I feel like with him leaving, I don't know how – in what ways the game is changing. Me neither. But I do feel like it is, you know, a change of of the guard. Yeah, no, he was like, the way that, I mean, I know literally nothing about the football, but the way that I had perceived it was he was definitely a part of this, like, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, like, OG, great quarterback crew. And one by one, they've all, you know, left the league. And he was kind of the last one standing because he was probably, in my opinion, like, the best one. Um, again, my opinion means literally nothing. So I just want to say I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his kids, you know, like uh, as a the greatest football player of all time. I can't imagine that you're able to be that home as much as you're able to be home as much as you would want to. So that's very exciting for his kids and for Giselle. And you love to see it. Yeah, that is very exciting. And he's earned, you know, the right to spend all of his time at leisure if that's what he chooses to do. Who knows what he'll do next? I feel like it must be hard to go from like, being a professional athlete which is such a structured lifestyle to then actual retirement so maybe we'll see him you know broadcasting maybe we'll see him starting a liquor company who knows I could definitely see him you know being an entrepreneur I'm sure he already is invested in a lot of like sports companies like drink companies um so this is not the last we'll be seeing of Tom Brady in my opinion yeah, I don't think so either, but this is the big news in the sports world, and I'm just happy for his family, and it's been a wonderful career. This is all you could hope for when you do eventually retire and to go out being Tom Brady, the GOAT. It's nice. Must be nice. And being 
And it must be nice to be leaving the NFL just as handsome as what you were when you entered it. Yeah, he's quite he's handsome. He's so hot. He's very, very handsome, I would say. And I'm just, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, are you ready for our next story? Sure. It's a little movie news. Grease prequel series is coming. It's called The Rise Enough. of... The Rise of the Pink Ladies on Paramount Plus. And the cast has been announced, though I don't recognize any of the names. Maybe I would recognize their photos. This is going to be a 10-episode series about the Rise of the Pink Ladies. Um, And it will star newcomers Marissa Davila as Jane, Cheyenne Isabel Wells as Olivia, Ari uh, Notarasmo as Cynthia, Trisha Fukara as Nancy, a lot of other newcomers. But I think this is a great idea for a show. I just think it's enough with Grease already. Like, for real. What? Grease 1, Grease 2, Grease 3. Like, There's never it's enough. enough Grease. Grease live. I love Grease. Oh, I'm not, like, impassioned by Grease at all. Like, I don't know if it's really a story that was, like, that worth telling. Um, and I I'm, I don't feel connected to Grease at all. Like, I do love Olivia Newton and I love the soundtrack. But, like, I'm not a Grease girly. Like, I have Grease in my hair, but that's it. I love Grease. I think it's such a great story. I think the music is so good. And this could e- this will either be cringe or iconic based on like who's doing it, what the script is like, etc. But I'm feeling hopeful. I feel like this is such a cute idea. I'm feeling like I really don't give a shit like at all. Even though I'm not seeing anyone cast as Rizzo and like what are the pink ladies without Rizzo? Well, is it a prequel like like the month before Grease starts or like 60 years before? Oh, it's 20, you know 24 I mean? years before. No, I'm sorry. So they're not even alive, it's, Rizzo. It's four years before the original. It's t- it's taking place in 1954 and Grease takes place in 1954. So are the pink ladies, the pink ladies are in the eighth grade? No, it's like the pink lady. Yeah, the ones we know are in the eighth grade, I think. Like but Rizzo. they're not in the film. It's like the... It's the, the girls who started the Pink the, Ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting. If you do the math. Yeah. Okay, like I really don't care. And honestly, I canceled my Paramount Plus. So I don't think this is going to be the thing to get me to re... 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 re, up, re, re yeah. Renew. Renew. Re- <laughs> um, renew. I don't know where I stand with my Paramount Plus subscription. I feel like I, I'm locked out. You know what I'm locked out of? Yeah, like I was going through my subscriptions one day and then I was like, oh my God, I paid for Paramount Plus because I've never even felt even remotely motivated to open up the app. And I was like, this is a waste of money and I canceled it. I can't get into my HBO Max account. Everyone is telling me to watch The Gilded Age. I, I, I know I'm going to be watching it, but there's only one episode out. I'm not watching it episodically. I want to enjoy the whole season. So I'm literally so fucking excited for the show. I can't even tell you. Like, I'm obsessed with, like, Gilded Age New York. It's Julian Fellows. Like, nothing. There's a Cavalier in it. I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Don't you worry about me. But I'm not watching one week at a time. I'm sorry. So I started it. And I have two things to say. Cynthia Nixon is extremely distracting. Like, she, why is Miranda in 1800s New York or whatever it is? It makes no sense. Like, I agree. She's so distracting. Agreed. Agreed. Even in the trailer, I was distracted. And the, yeah, and she's like, just not it. And then also, um, the acting is really like, it's like terrible. Like, it's really bad acting. I love the show. It was gorgeous. But the acting, it's like 
so bad. Like, I can't even tell you with how bad it is. Oh, my God. That is Like, I would say it's shocker. giving community theater, but that is an insult to the actors at the community theater. That is shocking news. I'll still watch, and hopefully it gets better, but, like, It's that's, cosplay. It's, like, I'm sure the budget is there, the sets are there, like, and to have Nuts. the actors but drop the ball. No, but, like, the green screens are, like, it's giving cosplay. Like, it's weird. There's something really weird about the show. I can't put my finger on, like, what... It doesn't have, like, the realness of Downton Abbey. And, like, you could say what you want about Downton Abbey. You could not say the acting was bad. Like, it was gorgeous. And every field they stood in wasn't CGI. There's a scene where people are getting on a boat, and there's, like, this storm in the water, and it's, like, literally a coloring book. It's, like, fake. It's so weird. Oh, my... I think I need to watch it. Just watch episode. it. I want to get your opinion. Just to have a, a, a take on this, and also to maybe... Maybe I could try and figure out what's gone so wrong here what's wrong with it it's extremely bizarre i mean it's hard to recreate like settings from 100 years ago 150 years ago in new york which is a city which is like but that part of the set is very good that part of the set is very good like whereas at downton they had all of highclere castle as their playground and their set they and that doesn't the nature of the english countryside doesn't change so no, that's true. Just watch it. Also, I heard some disheartening news that the Downton movie t- number two has been pushed again. It was supposed to come out in March, and it's You're been pushed. You're kidding? It's it's so disappointing. That's terrible. It's horrible. Like, what it's about terrible. the fans? What about us? Don't they, don't they know care. that? Don't yeah. Don't they know that there are people out here literally waiting with bated breath? <laughs> no. Yeah, apparently there are like actual like real Downton fans who are taking up the cause, so we're in good hands. But it's. It's not good. Now it's are you ready? Terrible. Are you ready for our next story? Speaking of Cynthia Nixon. If it's a story that's brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Yes, because I love Thrive Cosmetics. I'm wearing their mascara. Me too. Oh, by the way, I'm not wearing mascara today, but I've had their mascara for well over a year. I saw it on a Facebook ad like months ago, and it actually works just as good, if not better, in person than it did on the ad. It's amazing. And they're just a great... A great company. So their high-performance beauty and skincare products are, are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, which means no parabens, sulfates. It's certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And they're Thrive Cosmetics because every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. So their eye products, like the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, which is the mascara we were just talking about, is their best-selling product. It's ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara, and it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. It mimics the look of a lash extension without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. It's super easy to remove, and its clean, nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes. They also have a Amazing skincare products. Um, I personally like their eye lifting eye cream. So it instantly lifts, tightens, and brightens skin around your eyes with line smoothing hydration. Um, it softens, soothes, and deeply moisturizes your skin while instantly re- reducing dark circles and puffiness. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably time for an eye cream. And I highly <laughs> recommend the one from Thrive Cosmetics. <laughs> um, it's a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit Thrive Cosmetics. Cosmetics is spelled C-A-U-S-E, medics.com slash toast. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash toast for 15% off your order, your first order at Thrive Cosmetics. Check it out. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Our next story, some exciting news for you, Claudia. 
And Just Like That has unveiled a trailer for a new documentary to be released alongside the season finale. Very Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think I'm an episode behind, so I don't think this is going to spoil anything, right? No, 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 no. Fans of the HBO Max original series and Just Like That need not fret about the upcoming end to the show's first season. The streamer dropped a trailer for And Just Like That, the documentary on Monday, that will coincide with the season finale airing on Thursday. The doc will go behind the scenes of the making of the new show, which picks up the lives of Carrie, Marie. Miranda and Charlotte almost two decades after the original series ended um and it just shows like the process of them making the show and like all of the emotions and logistics that went into it which is giving me like Game of Thrones because they, they did that um for Game of Thrones after the finale they had a documentary about like the making of Game of Thrones which was so interesting because it was an extremely involved show and for many seasons and like this just feels right like, this just feels very like light but so I actually saw somewhere, like, you know, the three of them sitting down. They're all executive producers of the show now, like, talking. And I don't I don't know if it's from the same, the same footage as this, this documentary, but they were just talking about how old they were. And, like, I just can't. Like, for real, I actually can't. Yeah, I'm sure they'll talk about, like, the you know, what it means to them and show the, all the different changes. Which, I think if you're a big fan of the show, it could be really interesting. It's just, it seems like a lot. Also, is there a season, is there going to be a season two? Is there meant to be a season two of the I show? To, I, I think the show is very is doing very well. I think it's doing it's definitely doing better than I thought it was going to do because I actually really like it. And the thing is, I'm a big fan of the franchise and like a decently big fan of the the reboot. And I couldn't find one iota of energy to put towards watching this documentary. Like I just don't care. Yeah, I feel that. I think there are a lot of people who do care though, and it's just like more content from the ladies. And I'm sure they'll bring up like a lot of nostalgia, right? And well, I would I'm curious as to when they recorded it because I would love for them to talk about some of the how the show is being received. Yeah. I think it's probably mostly like the making of this season, but yeah, that would be interesting cuz the show is being is well received and I wonder if they had a lot of jitters cuz reboots in general just really don't Awful. hit the mark most of the time, so I wonder if they were worried about that or they knew that like, you know, the integrity of the show would remain intact. I mean, the thing is, I like the, I can't tell if the show is good or I just like really like, like Sex in the City and I love the characters because like I'm enjoying it, but that doesn't mean it's a good show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I do know what you mean, but I think these days it's so with, especially with there's being so much out there to watch that like, if you're not enjoying something, you don't watch it. So I think it, it must be good if you're continuing to watch it when you could spend your time watching other stuff, you know? Like you couldn't finish That's Emily true. in Paris. Well, I won't be watching the documentary. That's no, I did finish Emily in Paris, but I did. I know, I, I knew as I was watching it that I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, it's also different for you because, like, you feel compelled to finish stuff, like for this show, as opposed to if it was just your free will. Like, what would you leave on? What would you turn off? And anytime you do turn off, that's a actually show, really true. When you turn off a show, it's like making a statement on this show. Like, I couldn't even finish it. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure well, for you. Well, this is no Game of Thrones. There mm-hmm. is a lot of pressure. But this is no Game of Thrones. And I don't know if this is totally necessary. I thought you were going to say Sex and the City has been, you know, renewed for a season two and three. So I haven't heard about the renewal. Right. Like, was this just meant to be a little time capsule? Catch up with the Like ladies? a bookmark? Or is this, like, really their next fo- career act? You know what? I'm down for both. But I actually do think that, that would, would be, like, a cool way to 
like do it like this is just a moment in time we're checking back in with the ladies maybe you'll hear from us in another 10 years yeah but i just feel like hollywood is incapable of doing something like that they're like oh wait there was, there was a modicum of success for this let's beat this dead horse dead horse yeah they they don't know when it's time to stop and like maintain the integrity of a franchise mm-hmm. exactly now right. it is time for our fifth and final story which i'm excited to talk to you about the New York Times has bought Wordle for a price in the low seven figures. The New York okay, Times. Okay, I was going to sing, but I guess I just won't. Oh, I mean, you took your, you hesitated. You hesitated. No, I was literally, I was literally like, as I was like. I saw you being weird. And then weird. you started. It's I fine. saw you being weird. It's, yeah, no, I was, it's fine. Just continue. <laughs> just don't mind me. The New York Times has purchased Wordle, the daily word game that has recently taken the internet by storm. The publication announced the acquisition in a press release on Monday, writing, As the Times looks to entertain more solvers with puzzles every day, especially during these anxious times, we're thrilled to announce that we've acquired Wordle, the stimulating and widely popular daily word game that has become a cultural phenomenon. Wordle, which gives players six tries to guess a five-letter mystery word, will join the New York Times' games portfolio of engaging original puzzle games that delight and challenge solvers every day. I'm not going to lie, that's mad smart because, like, I could see this. First of all, everyone loves the New York Times puzzle app. I do the minis sometimes. Like, they are known for their, like, games, and it's like, you know, um, brain-stimulating games. So this definitely fits in with their portfolio. Do you think that means, like, in, in the newspaper, there'll be, like, the Wordle will be in the paper now and people – oh, actually, how would that work? No, no I that don't wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. No, no. But, uh, yeah, no, I, that's pretty cool for them. I guess it's smart. I just felt like up until I read this news, like, Wordle was just going to be one of those things like HQ, like, yeah. you know, Quiz Up, remember – you know, where everyone's really into it and then it sort of dissipates. Maybe, like, the New York Times' involvement will make it – have more staying power and it'll just be a part of people's routine. I do think so. But I also wonder if now it's going to be part of their games app and it's like you have to download their app in order to play, in which case, like, I'm fully out. Yeah, no. If they make me download an app, like, I, I like where we're at now. I think it's perfect. I do think it's so interesting how, like, this isn't a crazy, unique concept, you know? it was. It's not even an app. It's literally, like, a janky website with someone who came up with this, like, random game idea. And... In a matter of weeks, and I like to think I'm partially responsible, um, in a matter of weeks, they are now a multimillionaire. Like, I just think that's crazy. Yeah, I agree. And I, I also think, like, this is the height of Wordle. Like, there's not going to be a better time to sell. Whatever they got for this is take the money and run. I'm happy for this Agreed. creator. Um um, I did see a really funny TikTok. Okay. <laughs> about, because when people were first ta- started talking about Wordle like a while ago, I downloaded Wordle in the App Store and I ended up with like this totally random, like, I'm like, this is not it because this is not what I'm seeing on like people's Instagram stories. And this guy who's, who created the Wordle app like years ago, he like doesn't even work on it anymore. He's like, my app went viral overnight because like everyone thinks that it's Wordle. Like he showed us how much money he was making. Like it was actually so funny and really interesting because Every single person I know who got into Wordle just downloaded that app. They thought it was totally the right thing and it was completely wrong. Like the the idea that every single person on the planet was going to a website on Safari was so like not possible. Yeah. So everyone went to the app store. That's really funny. And it, was the game any good? No, it was like the dumbest game. I'm like, this is what people are playing. This game sucks. 
That's so funny. I haven't done my Wordle yet today. It's just like a word scramble. Me neither. But we both have been doing Taylordle. I don't do it every day because it's infuriating. It's it's more... It's infuriating. I, painful than Wordle even. Because it's like... Yeah, of it's course. Like harder. It's more niche. It, it's more niche, but it should also make it easier because you wouldn't guess words that like have no association with Taylor Swift. That's what Taylordle is. It's Taylor yeah. Swift themed Wordle. And it's infuriating. I just want to say the girls who started it, it says at the top, I'm not sure who it is, but it's two girls who host a Taylor Swift themed podcast. And so they have their podcast link right at the top of the homepage. And Taylordle went viral and it was just like a really smart marketing idea. Like, good for them. Genius. We should do Toastal. I thought about doing Toastal, but it would be too easy to guess all of our five letter words. I thought about doing, no, I thought we should do Toastal and the word of the day every day is toast. <laughs> and everyone wins every day. Right. No, it's it would be really too easy. I thought about it too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, those are the Fast Five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them in a major way. Um, and now we're going to launch major. into some TV recap. Claude, what is going on with the kids? So the TV recap is brought to you by Babbel. Whether it's saving more and spending less, getting organized, um, there's a lot – of worthwhile goals to set up for yourself this year. And at the top of our list is learning a new language with Babbel, the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Not only is learning a new language a fun and engaging new hobby, you can use it while you check off traveling more from your list. Jackie, you're on your hobby journey, and I know that you've been taking Babbel lessons. Can you tell me about that? Yes, Babbel is a great place to learn a new language. They make all of the lessons like snackable. It's not too much to digest at once. And I mean, if you have a lot of time on your hands or you have lofty goals, or you're traveling, or you just want to expand your mind, learning a new language is a way to do all of those things. And Babbel is the resource for you if you are looking to do it because they make it really easy and digestible and not so overwhelming as you would think it would be to learn a new language. So their 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel, and they also offer 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. When I just went to um, Rome, I actually took a couple Babbel lessons. Like if you're on your way to the plane, uh, on the plane, like it's just a great thing to do so you have a basic understanding when you're traveling. It's just like way safer to know some common phrases in the in the local language. So right now when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months for the price of three. Just when you go to Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code T-M-T, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code T-M-T, Babbel, language for life. Okay, so I want to start with Euphoria because – there was like a crazy episode on Sunday. A lot of people, it ended in a very mysterious way. People aren't entirely sure what happened. There is a conspiracy theory that Zendaya's character, Rue, did overdose. And that's what happened at the end. She was, you know, in a church. And I think it was meant to be her funeral. I don't know. Some people think she died. I don't think she died. Maybe she overdosed. She was on a downward spiral. We should, we know, we saw this coming. Um, and it's just devastating. But for me, like there, there was like an, an Emmy, someone earned themselves an Emmy nomination um, last night, and it was Jacob Elordi's dad in the show, who is from Burlesque, who we were just talking about. Eric Dane. And also, obviously, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, but obviously, oh, yeah. we've never seen that. People but were like other people have. So offended. Mad. Yeah. 
So he basically has been living this like crazy double life his whole life. And we got his backstory last week. It was actually really sad. So when he was in high school, he was like, you know, super masculine. His dad was really hard on him, but he knew he was gay and he was in love with his best friend, Derek. And he, he had a girlfriend and he loved his girlfriend, but he loved Derek the most. And one night him and Derek like finally like kiss and they go out and it's just like this beautiful moment. And the next morning he wakes up and his girlfriend tells him that, She's pregnant and literally his girlfriend is now his wife and he never got to see Derek again. So like you understand like his villain origin story, but he's been living this double life. He's like this prick who like cheats on his wife and has sex with men and nobody knows he's gay, but he gets wasted this episode and he comes home and just tells his whole family. He's like, I don't even regret living my double life. I regret having you kids. I hate you guys. Like it was this crazy like seven minute monologue and he definitely earned himself some sort of nomination. Like it was really well executed. It was like a crazy part of the episode. Um, And also Sydney Sweeney was impeccable. Like I told you last week, she's in love with Jacob Elordi and like it's driving her crazy like she is her acting is just impeccable and she is on this crazy journey like trying to make him like her and he does like her but he has motives he has to get back together with his other girl because she has this blackmail on him so he's not really able to focus on Sydney Sweeney even though like I do think they might be OTP but so she invites everyone over to her house to celebrate Maddie's birthday and so Maddie is Jacob Elordi's girlfriend and the fact that Sydney Sweeney is fucking Jacob Elordi is like you know she's betraying her best friend but she doesn't care because she's so in love with Jacob Elordi and it's a really tough night for her because like Jacob Elordi is with Maddie so she gets wasted like beyond wasted she's like singing and dancing in the other room everyone's like what's going on with Cassie and (laughs) then they all get in the hot tub and like Sydney Sweetie projectile vomits on everyone because she was like so wasted it was it and she's like sobbing her mom's pulling her out of the pool she can't stop throwing up it was unbelievable acting like and she's just she's going crazy and it's so believable like Sydney Sweeney can cry on cue she still looks so beautiful like it's this is definitely Sydney Sweeney's like season because Maddie's like not really as prevalent this season it's really all about Cassie so I do think Cassie will get herself um, nominated for an Emmy every episode she's just more talented it's it's beyond. So um, I don't really know like what happened in the episode. Like I've been reading theories and stuff, but I don't think we'll really know until next week. Um, so a lot of like crazy things happen, but the storyline overall, I don't think was super moved forward yet. Like we just were setting the scene this week. Okay. Good. Nice. The other cool. thing I watched was, Ru- <laughs> was RuPaul's Drag Race, Jackie. And I have to tell you, so there is, it's a historic season. There is a straight cis male drag queen. Wow. It's really shocking, especially like so the community, I think, is like torn on it. I happen to think uh, his name is Maddie, Maddie the Magnificent or whatever. And he's actually really good. Like he has a unique style of drag. He's not like overly glam. He's very like campy and he does like really crazy makeup and costumes it's not terrible. It's actually, he's definitely better than some of the other queens who are there. Like, it's just shocking. And when the queens <laughs> found out that he was straight, like, they were just like, they were choking. Like, they couldn't believe it. It was, it's sh- it's shocking. It really is. And he didn't outwardly come out and tell everyone. Rue was interviewing them all individually in the workroom, and they were, like, all listening in. And so Rue was like, Maddie, you're our first straight drag queen. And they were, like, shook, the other queens. 
Now, in terms of who I fully support, Cornbread has my heart. She has my soul. And I do think Michelle Visage giving her like really nasty um, feedback was so unnecessary, especially when then Cornbread went on to win the challenge. Like make it make sense, Michelle. Michelle's kind of losing it. Um, Ross Matthews looks amazing. And they've had amazing guest judges. Lizzo was on and no one has ever had more fun than Lizzo the day she shot RuPaul's Drag Race. Like she was living and then they did a lip sync to her song and you could just tell she like loves the show and like she was just having the best time that's so fun who else and then alicia keys so oh cool alicia keys i've only watched the first two episodes alicia keys was great she was definitely like just loving supporting you know everyone on their own she was just like you know she's very like emotional not emotional like she's deep she's very deep yeah so you could just tell there was like this mutual love and respect coming from Alicia. It was beautiful. This season's really good. Rue is like unhinged. Like Rue just, you know, Rue created this entire universe of TV shows, World of Wonder, he calls it. And he, it's whatever he wants. He has complete creative control. And he's just like, he's just crazy. I can't explain it, but he's just insane. Like he says the craziest shit. You can't believe that they say it on TV. Like it's actually insane. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, So, it's so good. I really like cornbread. Um, and I also really like, oh, Georges. So there's this queen, Georges, who's like kind of famous already. Um, and so when everyone comes into the workroom and sees that she's on the show, like they're quaking because like they already follow her on Instagram. She's like a huge influencer in the drag community. And she's so stunning. It's like actually not fair. Like it's not even a competition. Like she's like a singer. She's a triple threat. She's amazing. Georges is up there for me. She she definitely has what it takes to go all the way. But right now there's no clear winner. Okay, cuz I was just going to ask you who you th- who you think um would win, but also do you not think it would be is it meant to be like more amateurs? Like if Georges wins is, does she not already have a leg up? No, because honestly, I think really Every, I don't know actually how it works, but I think that you're really considered an amateur until you get on Drag Race. Or I don't know. Is that – I don't know. I really don't know how like the logistics work, but it is crazy that there's someone who's like already very influential on the show. But yeah. that has happened before. Yeah. That's cool though. That adds like a fun element. So I don't know – I don't know who's going to win because, like, I always pick a loser. Like, I wanted Candy Muse. She lost. I wanted Shea Coulee. She lost. Like, I, everyone I pick loses. So, unfortunately, I think that means Cornbread's going to lose. But I love Cornbread. She's everything. Everything. Okay. That's exciting. I hope that you, you know, it's not a 49er situation for you. No, it is. Like, it literally is. <laughs> like, I wanted Gottmik to win. Like, I just literally, I don't know how to pick him. <laughs> That's so me. Um, and then the final thing I watched was Summer House and it really is Jackie it's crazy it's like such a good show and it's so layered especially because you know so much is going on but I know you're very invested in the Craig and Paige of it all and I can tell you what's going on right now so it's a couple months post Vermont and basically after Vermont Andrea Andrea was like totally into Paige and he was like I don't want to see other people and Paige was just like I'm in like the season of my life like I'm just not ready So it's been like awkward. And when they get back to the house, they definitely start like rekindling their connection. But she does admit she's been hooking up with Craig for the last two months. Um, Completely unexclusively, like they're just hooking up and he knows it and she knows it. But she's definitely intrigued by him. So she's like in the house flirting with Andrea. But she like, you know, gets in bed and calls Craig. So you really don't know where she where she where she um, is leaning towards. Obviously, we know in real life that she's 
in love with Craig. And so we're rooting for it so hard. But Andrea is making it very tough on Paige. But Craig does come to visit very soon. There was an episode last night. I haven't seen it yet. He does come to visit. Um, and I just really hope we get to see like their whirlwind romance. It will be awkward because Andrea is full time in the house. Got it. I didn't realize he was going to be a part of the summer house cast now. Me neither. Like, just from winter house. But I guess that makes sense. And that does add additional layers. So then there's just a lot. It's very layered. So then there's this whole storyline with Lindsay. Like the first night she gets there, you know, Lindsay, I think, has always been like very Claire Crawley energy, like independent woman with a, a dash of chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just being like, you know, more chaotic than normal. And no one really knows why. And then she shares with Carl, which is actually a really sweet moment, knowing now that Lindsay and Carl are like in a full fledged relationship. She shares that she left Winterhouse with Jason and they were like not exclusive, but they were dating consistently and she was feeling very weird and she thought it was because of the covid vaccine like her hormones were very weird and she went to the doctor and found out she was pregnant she found out she was pregnant on a monday and by wednesday she was in the emergency room having a miscarriage and she said that you know if those weren't the circumstances like she fully intended to keep the baby um and she's like working through the trauma and she doesn't really know how she feels but she feels okay um she thinks maybe like the trauma will hit her later so it was just like a i couldn't believe it was like a crazy turn of events and i kind of loved that she was confiding in carl and he was like so there for her because now we know that they're like in a really good happy healthy relationship and it was like kind of a beautiful moment in the end but it was like a really sad story like a freak moment for her yeah yeah wow so crazy so then there's kyle and amanda and the thing is is that like they're the whole season is leading up to their wedding so right now it's july they're three months away from the wedding and they are not in a good place like kyle is drinking a lot and amanda the first night everyone goes out and he like stays out till four in the morning doesn't answer his phone everyone else gets home at like 132 he's beyond blacked out and she's like why like this is literally the first night we're here like why can't you just come home with everyone and obviously she has trauma because he did you know black out and hook up with another girl a couple summers ago and she's just always scared that like he's gonna black out and not even remember like going home with some girl so she has trauma she gets furious at four in the morning throws his shit out into the front yard he comes home and he's like what did I do and the next morning he's like he's mad at her for being mad at him it's so stupid but she does confide in Paige and Sierra she says like we actually have this document signed that if we end up breaking up because of Kyle's drinking he has to pay my parents back every single penny that they're putting into this wedding so it's obviously like something that's going on she says like in the city over the last couple months he's gone out blacked out and not come home and it's like a problem so we're just like it's just weird because we know that they do get married. Right. So and I don't know, like... The, those are big know. fights to be having. How many... Three months before the wedding, however many months it is. I know, but the thing is, like, I actually think Amanda Batula is, like, an incredibly smart girl. And yeah. I, like, trust her judgment. So I think it's going to turn out to be okay. But there's a lot of weirdness. Okay, so Danielle, she's just kind of this, like, random castmate who... I don't know where she fits into the group, but basically, like, all the girls are obviously there for Amanda. Amanda's, like, pissed for, like, four days about this thing. And Danielle is, like, with Kyle, and she's just, like, kind of being, like, a like a pick-me. Like, like be with the girls. Like, yeah. don't be with Kyle. Like, Kyle has enough friends. It's just, like, kind of lame of her. Yeah. Um, and then her boyfriend comes and cooks this, like, she's this amazing boyfriend who's, like, this top-notch chef. And he's, like, been working a lot because he got this great new job. But he comes out for Fourth of July cooks like this huge seafood boil for everyone 
And she's like mad that he's cooking all day and like not spending time with her. And he basically says, like, I'm not gonna be able to come out a lot this summer. This new job that I got is just keeping me really busy. And she's like getting mad. I'm like, why? She's being like really toxic. It's like your boyfriend is so cute, so nice, can't stop cooking for everyone. Like, I'm, like it sucks for sure that he can't come, but like you're really gonna start a fight with him the one weekend he actually is there. So I'm just unclear on that. And Danielle's just giving me like bad vibes, like 100% bad vibes. Sierra is the queen of the Hamptons. Um, The fact that this show ever existed without her is beyond my comprehension. Her and Carl, even though it's like, it's stupid because her and Carl are like flirting and you think they're going to hook up. But we know he ends up with Lindsay. So there's not much there. But what happened with her and Austin is after after Winterhouse, Austin made it like 100% clear that he's not interested in like really committing and settling down she's like fuck that but he does come to visit with craig and i do believe they hook up so we'll see what happens there but right now there's like her and carl but it's i don't think it's gonna it's not gonna last but then the craziest thing happened they had a fourth of july party and all these people were there i saw remy bader remy bader was at the party like it was like this big hamptons party and these like three girls are i don't know if they already know andrea but they're hanging out with andrea andrea like jumps in the pool with one of them And then one of the girl, I guess the girl was like mad she got pushed in the pool. So her friend comes over and literally punches Andrea and kicks him in the face. It was so crazy. I was like, what? And they had like crystal clear footage of it. I was shook. And then Paige DeSorbo like stands up for her man and like kicks these three girls out. Get the fuck out of my house. Iconic. Paige is just... I don't really know how to like put into words someone who's so perfect like she's so nice she's not a mean girl she's friends with everyone she brought a new girl Maya who very interestingly is also like a chef and she was engaged for five years to someone from Top Chef so it's like a Bravo crossover it's great Paige is so nice she doesn't get like there's no girl drama she's a supportive friend she's so funny she's still really interesting she drinks a lot she has perfect outfits like she is literally the perfect reality star she is yeah I feel that I do. You're making me want to watch the She dates within the house. Now. She dates. You're Jackie, me- it's so good. And there's only three episodes. Okay. And it's like a really nice house. I, the vibes you were getting from Winter House, I know you were like tra- triggered by like their gross house. This house is very big. It's a mansion. It's very nice. It's very clean so far. There's only three episodes. I think you should watch it. Okay. If they're keeping it clean, then I think I can handle it. That's That sounds really nice. I think maybe I'll jump in. That's I'm, I'm down. You've really, yeah. you've sold, you've, you've sold me. Okay, good. So that was like me literally talking for 15 minutes straight about the TV recap. I apologize if there's anything else. I know you have a doctor's appointment. I know. I'm and like we already so are running 45 minutes so behind stressed. because we did the stupid. Oh, my God. Okay, let's wrap up. I'm no, so sorry. No, we were 45 I'm, I'm minutes happy. late because I'm we. I'm happy for you that you got that all off your chest. People have been begging me to recap Euphoria and Summer House. And I had to get it over with. And I just threw RuPaul's Drag Race in there, too. Yeah. So I'm done. Okay. No, I appreciate it. I'm glad for everyone. Thank you guys so much. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. So, uh, what? Do your thing. We deliver the fast five stories on YouTube. Subscribe and like us on YouTube and leave us a nice review on podcast. We love you. Our Instagram is still being worked on. We are fully on top of it. It should be back at some point this millennium. And we love you. Have a great day. It's a work in progress. We will see you tomorrow. Love you. Bye.